0: And we're live!
1: Hooray! Hey! Yay! We did it! Hi! Hi!
2: How's everyone? How's doing? How's your day going?
0: Oh, you know, nothing to the complain day. about over here.
2: Eh, had bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about it?
1: Uh, just Reese's car broke again. Classic. Got him. Yeah, Reese's car broke again. Uh. The construction we've had been going on in the bathroom for like two weeks now. It <clears throat> got extended another three days because apparently what yeah. happened was we ordered a, a barn door, one of those sliding doors. And uh, okay. they double checked with Home Depot for what the measurements were so they could actually have everything pre built and just install the door and be good. Home Depot told them the wrong measurements. So now they have to refix everything again for the door.
2: Does like Home Depot pay the cost of that? How does that go?
1: I, I don't know. I think at this point they're not charging us because the contractors
2: talk to Home Depot, so I don't know. Okay. I would hope that's not on you if they screw up.
1: Yeah. One would hope.
0: Yeah. Well, how about you, Paul? What's
2: new with you in the last week?
0: WandaVision, man. Oh, yeah. <coughs> New episode yeah. tomorrow. New episode tomorrow. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. So you watched the first
0: two then? I did. I'm assuming you did the same. I
2: did. Yep. Actually, I watched. So this was my Friday night. We watched. One one episode, one episode of WandaVision. Then we watched Pain and Gain. Because that movie nice. <laughs> wow. Is great. A great and movie. Weird. M- my girlfriend had never seen it, and I was like, yo, we should watch this movie. And that is, that is a crazy Michael Bay movie about bodybuilders that kidnap a rich dude, and they're just the dumbest idiots ever. It is a weird-ass movie, but I really like it. It's I love that that movie. movie
1: has to remind you halfway through it that it is based on a true story.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. it definitely says at the beginning, unfortunately, it's a true story. And then as things are going off the rails, this is still a true story. My girlfriend couldn't believe it and like looked it up uh afterwards. And like everything did happen. Like they were even more like dipshits in real life than the movie portrayed. Um yeah. But it stars uh Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, Anthony Mackie, uh, and it's that movie's just so good. And then the next day we watched the second episode of um WandaVision.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah. It's a great show. It's very I'm enjoying weird.
2: it. Yeah. Paul Bettany's I think is just having so much fun up there uh, being vision. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's real, real good for sure. It's a good time.
2: It was also nice seeing um, I don't I don't know the actress's name, but it's the mom from that 70s show, right?
0: Yeah. In the first episode there. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Which uh, I hadn't seen. I don't think I've seen her since that 70s show. So it was just like, same. oh, hey, that lady.
0: <laughs> yep. Same. Um <laughs>
2: So that was just kind of fun to see for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'm curious what's going on in the back. It's a there's a big mystery brewing. Some weird things are going on. Some B guy. What's up with that, dude? Yeah, true. I'm excited. I'm excited to true. keep going. Me too. Um, I've also started watching the Snowpiercer TV show.
0: OK, how's that?
2: This is on HBO or they just added it to HBO. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. I like okay. the movie quite a bit. Um, from, I, I don't, I don't even remember the guy. I would ruin his name, but the director of uh, parasite. Oh, right. Um, and, and he helped a bit on the show. I think he like executive produced it, but it's, it's really interesting. Have either of you guys seen the movie? Yeah. Nope. So I'll just give you like the quick premise of, of, of the movie and how the show differs from it. So the movie is post apocalypse. The whole world has frozen. So all of humanity got on this self-sustaining train and as much that could fit. And then everyone lives on this train that just circles the earth. Yeah. And there's a big like class divided, you know, there's rich people up in the front and then a bunch of people being treated like horrible slaves in like the tail of of the car and stuff. And in the movie, it stars Chris Evans and he like fights his way through the train, yada, yada, yada. In, in the show, they mix it up because a murder takes place in the middle of the train. And by the way, in the show, the train is a thousand and one cars long, which is just absurd to think about.
0: Yeah, it's um, crazy
2: because <laughs> in the movie, they just like never really mention how long it is while yeah. he's traversing it. But anyways, uh, so in the show, a murder takes place in like the middle of the train and they have to bring out one of the people from the tail who worked as a detective in the normal times because he's the only person who is qualified to like find a murderer. And then, so he's taken out of the tail section where he's treated like a slave basically and gets to see the train super engaging. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, And luckily season two is coming out next week. uh, So I'm going to have a lot to watch, but I recommend that show. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, lots of good stuff to watch this week. Mm hmm. And, sure. um, yeah, if no one else has anything to bring up, let's uh, do the show proper. <laughs> this is the Top Down Perspective for January 21st. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. <laughs> and I'm John Wheeler. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to start this week because I'm playing the new game. Okay. I'm playing, I'm playing the newest game that anyone I think has played here, uh, which is Hitman 1.
1: <laughs> which Hitman oh.
0: 1? Okay. The reboot, 2016, I'm assuming. 2016. Yeah.
1: I thought it'd be way funnier one. if you were playing the very first Hitman game. That no. would be
0: funnier. Yeah.
1: I'm uh the one that's considered I, I, so bad even IO doesn't want to re-release it. <coughs>
2: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's it's weird looking back at some of those games to like to like the current trilogy. I'm going to talk about all of the trilogy because I've been playing bits and pieces of it and I'm, and I'm playing Hitman Three. That's the new game. But it's like weird looking back at like this was the series that like introduced that those like sexy nuns for that one game um if you guys remember those trailers and all that nonsense i don't oh uh, yeah you don't remember like the weird sexy like latex nuns assassins i forget which hitman that was absolution maybe i think you're right oh, it was a 360 yes. era one it was a three yes it definitely was a 360 year i think it might have it been the, the one absolution. just before this new one like it was the last of those hitman I games i think you're right
0: I'm seeing this screen cap. Yeah, I do remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's right.
2: a that's a weird series that has some uh, weird uh, stuff going on. Anyways, um, Hitman 3 was coming out. I was like, you know, I never wrapped up like all of the bonus stuff that they added to Hitman 2. I should download that and and, you know, play the, the, the DLC um, while I'm waiting for Hitman 3 to come out and I downloaded sure. Hitman 2 and the nice thing about Hitman 2 and and, he, and Hitman 3 as well is it has the previous games from the trilogy built into it each one with the subsequent engine so you're actually getting like a better version of Hitman 1 inside of yeah. 2 and an even better version of Hitman 1 inside of Hitman 3 and, and so on <clears throat> Um. so then I actually didn't get around to that DLC I, I ended up playing Hitman 1's levels because I realized I barely touched any of those I just played Hitman 2 and like the prologue okay from Hitman hitman one just to get my like fingers wet with that stuff so i played through all of hitman one mm-hmm. that was great kind of caught me i've got me got me all used to it and i was like all right here we go and i understand there is a save transfer option for hitman three so you can bring over all of your level progression for the previous games and your like account profile level into hitman three
0: sure so if you okay. want to go
2: back to those previous two games within hitman three's you don't have to unlock all the little gadgets and the new starting locations and the suits and stuff. You'll just have that all over. You'll have your mastery levels. You have unlocked. That was a complete shit show on Wednesday. When the game came out, everyone was trying to do this. So iOS servers were just destroyed.
0: Uh, Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) And they didn't even put the game out at like midnight Eastern time, you know, 9 PM my time and to try and get to like staggered a little bit. It, It all went live. Um, like on Wednesday. So everyone got access to it basically when like the Western Hemisphere was awake. So that I'm sure did not help. Um, Sure. But what they also, what they said ahead of time. And even when you load Hitman three is, Hey, you can play Hitman three, but if you want to transfer your progress after you played some of Hitman three, we're going to wipe Hitman three. So you need to make sure if you want this progress, you should do it first. Otherwise you're going to have to replay Hitman three. So for the whole launch day, I just didn't play Hitman three. Right. And I would just check the site every few hours. Nope, this is still broken. This, I don't know what's going on here. This is still broken. <clears throat> it was fine, though. I still had some Hitman 1 to play through. So I, I kind of just played a bunch of Hitman 1 on Hitman 3's release. Um, okay. Cool. Finally, though, this morning works totally fine. If anyone is doing that process, I will say as far as the experience I had now, even when I imported all of my settings and it said, like, here's the mastery levels you have for each stage, a bunch of them were zeroed out for Hitman 2, which is not correct, but it still brought in the right info. So it might look weird and still work for you. That was just my thing about it. Anyways, all the stuff came into Hitman 3. Um, okay. I haven't played a ton of Hitman 3 because i have only had access to it today. I played the first two stages. That is a gorgeous looking game. Holy smokes, is it ever nice looking? I've also looked at a bit of the like um, platform comparison videos on like Digital Foundry and whatnot. And some of those other stages that I'm going to get to look so nice. But that first one alone, like they they know it's a really good stage because there's like a certain like courtyard area. It takes place in the tallest building in the world, which like the area you're in, uh, the top of the building is like above the clouds. So like the ray tracing, the HDR you're getting from just like the sun coming into everything looks so good. And specifically, when you get to that like top floor, the camera even like pulls out to make sure you're seeing how good this area looks like they know this is a stunning looking spot. Um, So that was just that was really uh, exciting to see. I'm looking forward to going back to some of those previous games within three's engine just to see how much nicer uh, they look now. And if there's any kind of difference, if I can maybe tell, I'm assuming at least with Hitman one, which I'm more familiar with at the moment, I'll be able to tell some of the differences.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. second stage though you know i just kind of want to give you what the setting is if you don't want to hear that what if you want to go into each stage blind slight spoilers i'm I'm not going to tell you what the plot is of this stage but the setting of the second stage is just a straight up clue mansion there's been a murder and you have to solve it because you took over the detective's disguise it is a murder mystery mansion that's pretty good how awesome is that? Like I'm talking good. secret passages in the walls. He, he had a suicide note, but it was locked from the inside. But we, we think things are foul. Like, oh, it's so perfect. Like it is so perfect. Like I was straight up just walking up the stairs being like, I just watched Knives Out. This is just Knives Out. This is great. I'm just playing. A, I'm just playing <laughs> Knives Out. Like that is so perfect. Like I, I couldn't ask for like a more perfect Hitman stage that I would want. So I'm so excited to keep going uh, with this game because um, it's it's firing all the spots I want from Hitman, and it and it looks so good. It, it looks so nice on the new consoles. <laughs> cool. I also just want to like shout out like the menu design. They haven't changed it from from the first Hitman one in, in the in the trilogy and when mm-hmm. like when they're all imported in it just like slots in perfectly like you t- hit the campaigns button and you have all three games there like it's just so well designed holy smokes it's just such a great package um and it's awesome that you just get all the other games when you buy Hitman 3 like they just come in that's super cool um so anyways Hitman 3 yeah i'm having a great time with it um cool. i can't wait to play more of it i'll I'll talk way more about it next week when i played most probably most likely all of it at this point um but right yeah, now yeah, yeah those are the first two stages and and they do not disappoint for sure cool glad to um, hear it all right uh the other ones are pretty short i played through donut county again because it came to game pass right donut county is fantastic that is um you play a raccoon that works for a donut company and when you send a donut to someone who orders it you send a hole to their property that katamari style eats everything up, making the whole bigger and you trap all of the, uh, citizens underground, like a kilometer underground. Um, and you just play a bunch of wacky stages and the writing's really funny. That's, that's like a one and a half hour long to play through that entire game, but I can't recommend donut counting enough. I played it uh, like two years ago on the phone. I believe it was on a PlayStation back then as well. But if, uh, if you have an Xbox, it's now on game pass. I'm not sure about Game Pass PC, but I recommend Donut County. That is a very fun game. Um, And another small game I played through all of Evan's remains. This is a puzzle platformer with a with some visual novel elements. There's a lot of talking in between the puzzles, um, but it is straight up just. Yeah, the the platforms will disappear. You got to try and figure out how to what the puzzle is to get through to the next story element, uh, looks real good. Some nice pixel art. Music's real nice as well. Um, that's yeah, that's on the switch. That's on everything. And it's, I think it's like seven, six, seven bucks. So if puzzle platformers are your thing. Uh, maybe look into this. It's a side scrolling one. I didn't mention that, but Evans remains is a, is a fun little short game. It takes about four hours or so. Uh, and that's all I played. So, uh, John, yo, why don't you continue?
1: All right so uh, Nintendo's had a sale running on the eShop for a while so I looked at a bunch of games I had marked off as interesting and waited to see if they would go on sale and sure enough a bunch of them did so I picked them up uh, and I played a bunch of them starting with Wonder Boy Returns Remix which is just Adventure Island but it's the original version that came before Adventure Island but it's a remix of it so it's modern there's nothing really to say about it it's somehow easier than Adventure Island which I guess is not really that hard to do Uh, And it's all right. It looks cool. and It plays all right. Cool. Uh, 80s Overdrive, which is a racing game similar to Outrun or uh, Lamborghini American Challenge. Those kind of games where you have like or Top Gear where you have like a camera behind a car and it's just going towards the screen. But like the the road like uh, goes up and down, left and right and so on. And you're racing other vehicles and dodging traffic and stuff. Uh, You earn money by racing through races and have your place. You know, upgrade your car, you can repair your car and stuff like that. It's fun, but it has gotten to a point where it's gotten difficult because on certain tracks, if you hit anything on the side of the road, your car explodes and then it takes a while for you to come back. And it costs a lot to fix that, re- that damage. And it also is nearly impossible to get back into first place during it. And so far, I've been struggling in the mid-races to keep up. <clears throat> but I am otherwise having fun with it. It's got, it looks like... 30 races to do something like that and I've already done like eight or nine uh grindstone this is the one I've been playing a little bit more uh I think this was in a uh indie direct a while back this is basically kind of like a mobile game in where uh you are George J-O-R-J it is a, it a, is uh, a mobile game
2: this this launched on Apple Arcade this hmm? was one of the launch titles oh was it yep I played it okay, a whole so bunch yeah, of so grindstone yeah
1: yeah no grindstone's great I'm have really enjoying that. It, it it plays like a mobile game, obviously, because the idea is that you have a puzzle, like a match three looking puzzle, but you have to cut a path through uh, the maze by cutting the same colored enemies. <clears throat> but after you've cut 10 or more, an item called a grindstone will appear. And if you uh, move, put that into your combo, it lets you switch colors that you're attacking. And uh, just as you go through the game, they add progressively more and more obstacles. You need to deal with like different enemy types that take more than one hit. Uh, you get special abilities and gear. Uh, I, I've i been really enjoying this. It's actually really fun.
2: It's long and as well. The There's quite a bit I'm, to it. But yeah, it's, it's really yeah. good.
1: It looks like it's got like probably 200 stages.
2: Yeah, and I know they've been like adding a bunch. I hadn't gone back to it after like the like the launch month, but I, I keep getting notifications from Apple Arcade being like, you know, here's a whole new event or a like, quest thing you can do and all that great stuff. Great art, too. Yeah. And uh, and I also just love uh, when you get like a long combo, just how fast and it's, like, it's really it gets getting. It's a it's a fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun combo system.
1: Uh, lastly, I just started playing Resident Evil 7.
0: Okay. Nice. How far because, did you get?
1: Uh, I, w- I was welcome to the family. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I am not
2: currently feeling it.
1: But I Is also recognize I'm like, not that goofy? far in the game. Hmm?
2: Do you think that's because it's not like a goofy Resident Evil 7? Like it's a... It- it's kind of a different track when it comes to the resident evil. It's right? not even that it's not
1: goofy. Like I, I can, I can enjoy serious resident evil, like two and three remake are way more serious. Sure. But the problem is like not, not much has happened yet. Like it's just okay. a lot of walking mm. around so far. So, but again, I've, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty early in the game. Right. So, uh, I'll give it another try probably later tonight or tomorrow and, uh, see if it, Holds up, but uh, like initial impressions aren't really grabbing me like I hoped, which bums me out because today was uh, an event for Resident Evil 8 and I looked interested in that. But uh this one's just I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this one currently.
2: I don't know if werewolves and tall ladies.
1: No, well, it definitely is lacking in tall ladies, which is disappointing, but uh yeah, it's <laughs> But so far, I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. I think the other problem is I played the beginning hour demo uh, back when that was new. And most of what you do in it's this. Uh, yeah, it's almost yeah. exactly the same. So uh, right now I have like, I'm finally at a point where something new is about to happen. And I'm curious. So we'll see. That's all I've been
2: playing. Are you pl- what are you playing it on?
1: Uh, PS- I'm
2: playing on my PS5,
1: but it's the okay. PS4 version.
2: did it get any kind of improvements with the five by any chance it's kind of i don't
1: i don't know because uh i actually can't compare it to when it was on ps4 if there's any loading times it's been really
2: fast yeah Uh, i would assume just by default the loadings would be good yeah Um, but i'm just wondering i think actually
1: in the i think in the trailer today that they put out they made it seem like there was going to be an updated there was like a bundle you could get that came with seven and eight and i think that's going to be like the updated version for ps5 and series x
0: I could see that, yeah.
1: Okay, right on. Yeah, that's all I've been playing.
0: Okay, Um, I played the Ritual of the Night classic mode. That is Castlevania 1 uh, with Ritual of the Night. Good Uh, or bad? I like Castlevania 1, so good!
1: Okay,
2: perfect, that's what I want to hear. I
0: don't recommend it to Sean, though, (laughs) because it's Castlevania 1. This sounds like taking a good game and then making it bad. yeah (laughs) Yeah, well it is kind of uh like at first i didn't know what to expect because like kind of nobody did really they just said classic modes coming and it's like okay well we don't really know what that means and then after the first like level you're just like oh this is castlevania redone with uh these assets okay sure and then it just became like how are they gonna do this part oh okay they used that dude for this boss that's interesting um it's fine. I was trying some like weird different stuff. So it took me a bit longer and I hadn't played Castlevania for a while. It took me a bit longer. This is a like two to three hour thing, though. Uh, it's like a quick play. Uh, not too bad. But again, it's free. So I guess I wasn't expecting a whole lot. Um, Recently, somebody was talking about Azure Striker series, and I know that Gunvolt 3 is coming at some point. So mm-hmm. I finally started to play those games. Nice. Uh, I've had it installed for a while. So I started with Striker Gunvolt One. Um, I'm gonna yeah, John talk played about this last week, right?
1: I played no. Mighty Gunvolt uh, Burst, oh. Mighty Gunvolt Burst, which is the Mega Man One style uh, game. Astro yeah. uh, Striker Gunvolt is basically Mega Man Zero.
0: And I'll talk to you about it like Mega Man Zero. If I had <clears throat> played this when it came out, I would have nostalgia for it. But as a playing it right now, it feels old and clunky. Yep. And uh, I'll, yeah,
1: it's, it's I'll OK. D- I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I've played a bit of Gunvolt 1. I like it, but I'm like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meh on Zero. I, I like I like and I hate it. Uh, sure. But a lot of people have told me if you're not too sold on one, two is a lot better.
0: Yeah two's uh next, i have that striker pack like i've had installed yeah, for so you while, got both now, so yeah yeah two's <laughs> going to get played for sure and i yeah, so uh, what, bought luminous uh avenger and i it's, yeah and i have the mighty the one that you've played or been playing because yeah. i've played that one before uh i didn't love that one honestly uh but it was okay it was fine did
1: you which um, one did you play mighty gunvolt or mighty the, gunvolt Gun, burst
0: gunvolt burst okay yeah yeah no, yeah gunvolt and burst i played gunvolt yeah yeah uh this game is fun it has good ideas the end boss is garbage the end if you don't get the true ending the ending's hilarious it's really funny um it's just like the end (laughs) it's like just over at some point and that's fucking great uh it's one of those games though that like it's a product of its time and if i had played it when it came out it would be one of those games that's like oh yeah i loved that game uh playing it now I don't have the Nasalta glasses for it, so it was a little more cumbersome than uh yeah. than I thought it would be. But like it's not bad. It's still probably a solid seven ish. Like it's I had a good time with it, just it wasn't as solid as it felt like a bunch of good ideas that weren't completely uh thought, like fleshed out yet. So I'm excited I'm, to. I'm see curious to how what you'll happens. feel about
1: the sequel then, because I a lot of people have told me too is is steps better, way a bunch better. And then yeah. obviously Loomis Avenger plays differently. It plays a lot faster.
0: Sure. So yeah.
1: Curious how you'll feel about that one too.
0: Yeah. Um there's I feel a little bit bad about it, but I don't care about the anime story shit going on in this one. I That's like fair. I liked it in Zero. I don't care at all about it in this one. There's some. I mean, that's stuff that's in there, inty, though.
1: All their all their stuff is like that. So
0: yeah, it's true. Um, I'm looking forward to two. I'm really looking forward to three because I think there are good ideas in there for sure. I really like the combat a lot of like tagging stuff and then kind of marking them for basically conducting your electric explosion. Essentially, I like there's some really cool boss fights and stuff uh, that take advantage of that. So. I'm excited to see how they play with that stuff. I know that eventually I'm going to be playing as one of the human characters from this game that you meet for a second. Uh, So that should be interesting. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to where this is going. And uh, in the vein of playing games that I had wanted to play but haven't gotten around to yet, I played River City Girls with a buddy. Uh, We put a few hours into that. That game is good Scott Pilgrim. Just straight up. (laughs) Alright, cool.
2: Yeah. I've had this game installed for a while, so
0: Yeah. Uh I guess the big difference is you can't play four player in this, it's a two player game. So um we've been just going through it. It's it has that Scott Pilgrim feel with like good modernized fighting mechanics and like animation and stuff like that. It has a pretty good sense of humor to it. Um nothing does it have really,
2: online co op.
0: It does not. We've been no. using CarSec. Man. Yeah, so that's one great. of the big problems with it is that this this would have been great with online co-op for sure. Uh it's I, very I similar I heard budget though. issues. Yeah.
1: I heard budget issues, but they're also supposedly working on a sequel.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Uh I people say that the ending for this game is terrible. I guess we'll see. I didn't we didn't so get to the I'm gonna
1: tell you now. Uh, since, like, even I, that's what I said when I beat the game. I was like, I hate this ending. Oh, okay. They have updated the ending since. I don't know what the update is, but I think oh, it's supposedly a better ending.
0: I'd be, when I'm done this game, I'd be interested to chat like, in-depth about it, and uh, see, like, what's different, because that's interesting yeah. to me, that they changed it. I did read that, that they changed it after uh, a lot of people were upset with it, so, that's cool. Um... It's fine. I am I think there's more references in here than I'm catching on to in a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of references to other games and to random YouTubers for whatever reason and all that sort of shit in there. Uh, it has a good sense of humor, though, about it. I like the two main characters quite a bit. It's um, always fun when you get a new move from the dojo and you get just more powerful in this game. It's a very cool, very cool game. And since it's on Game Pass... Uh, People should get Game Pass and try it out. It's a really, really good game. Uh, it's going to be hard. To, I've been playing like Scott Pilgrim on my own as well, just because i that's what I do. I needed a uh, podcast game for a while. I don't think I can go back, though, because this game is just so much better <laughs> moving and playing. Again. The thing about this game that. Uh, it doesn't have is that it's not Scott Pilgrim based that's like the only knock against it and even that's just like who cares at some point um Scott Pilgrim's rough it's hard to go back to it's uh yeah that game's weird that's a weird game because it's like difficult at first and then it's too easy and then it's difficult again yeah Scott Pilgrim has problems to it but I still it still has a place in my heart uh, I reinstalled Genshin Impact and have been using that as my podcast game just when I need something to do for a little bit. And it's been fine. Nothing nice. special or new going on in there. I think there have been events and stuff, but yeah. I don't know <laughs> what they've been. Uh, I'm still just kind of picking flowers and attacking blobs and watching numbers go up. And then You're missing out on off, uh, so.
2: those exclusive anime ladies.
0: Yeah, I feel like I probably have missed out on a lot because somebody was saying there's 28 characters in that game now, and I don't know how many there were, but that seems like a high number. So, who knows? Uh, That's all I've been playing.
2: All right, let's do some news. There's a little... Uh, This first one is that Golf With Your Friends, the uh, developer, just got uh, acquired... By Team 17, mm-hmm. which that's great for me because that just means there's going to be some more golf with your friends. Um, yeah. Which I always want more of that. Team 17 also publishes like Overcooked. So they've had some great success there. Uh they also put out the Worms games, and I think the Worms stage on Golf With Your Friends is extremely obnoxious, so it all is. I can assume is there's going to be more Worms stages, and I can, I'm just hoping that's not the case. Cause I was under the impression they
0: owned Golf With Your Friends because of that, because that Worms stage has been in there for a while. I didn't realize that they didn't own that studio or whatever. So. They
1: published the game, apparently.
0: Yeah, the game developed by
1: Brisbane based Blacklight Interactive was published by Team 17 in May 2020. I guess that's when it came out of early access with label also contributing to development. Uh, Team 17 announced the acquisition of the rights and assets for Golf with Your Friends are now theirs for 12 million euros.
0: Gotcha. Okay. cool. (coughs) Good for them.
2: Anyway, yeah, I'm just excited that there will be more Golf with Your Friends because I want more of that. Sure. And I, and I hope they don't like fix that game because that game is better when it's like kind of broken and janky.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Another uh, news.
1: Have... That was sorry. That was 12 million pounds,
2: not uh, not euros. Oh, cool. OK. Sure. 505 Games announced Puzzle Quest 3 is coming this year. Yeah, sure. I can play cool. some more Puzzle Quest. It feels like it's been a while. Well, they just they just re-released one a year or two ago, right? Because um, I got that when they re-released it. I haven't played two. But. uh, Anyways,
1: I'll play some more puzzle quests. Sure. Looks like this one's mm-hmm. going to be free to play. Oh, well.
2: <laughs> cool. Hopefully it's OK. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Uh, this yeah. is more of a. P.S.A. But Jason Schreier, everyone's favorite investigative reporter, uh, did it again and got a real good behind the scenes, super long uh, report on Inside Cyberpunk 2077's disastrous rollout. Uh, That's that's the title of the thing. So if people want to kind of hear some firsthand accounts of what's going on at CD Projekt Red, this is the guy you want to have collect these stories and put it together. I absolutely loved his um, Anthem article that he did yeah, in this yeah. same style so I'm excited that there's one of these for Cyberpunk. I haven't read the whole thing myself just a lot of these oh, excerpts I have. that sound it's fucked up <laughs> sounds crazy the little bit I have read but if anyone's interested in Cyberpunk's development this is the article you want. This is the guy you want yeah. reporting and it is out this is over on Bloomberg.com but you can just you know search up Jason Schreier and Cyberpunk and I'm sure you'll get it
0: it's infuriating um, so, to read. It's the same fucking thing as the anthem thing of "Hey, we made Witcher, we'll make it work," and then they just didn't fucking do anything for years. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that was one of the things. It's yep. fucking infuriating to read, uh, for sure. Crazy.
2: I'm glad but, reporting like this is happening. Like, I'm, these these yeah. are super fascinating stories. So,
0: yeah, important to get that shit out for sure.
2: Uh, Magfest. We talked about it a few weeks ago. How it seemed like it was imploding. See. Sounds like they're turning a corner and they're trying to bring it back. Um, oh. John, I'm assuming you've been following this more than me. Yeah, uh, more or less. So if you want to take over and really it's go ahead.
1: There's really not much to say here with this. The The TLDR is that uh, the board of directors was considered to be the main issue, what people were protesting against, and they stepped down. They've got oh. a new bo- they've got a new six members of the board of directors. They've got a new uh, head of the board.
2: And uh, I think, so I'm just looking at their six stepped down. The new board is three people.
1: Oh, no, there's there's three people that didn't that weren't asked to step down as far as I'm aware of. Oh, OK. Or actually,
2: I might be wrong about that. Maybe it's the whole board. I'm I'm looking at their TLDR. All six volunteer board of director members have resigned effective immediately. Three new board of directors have been voted on more information soon. That's their TL, TL TLDR.
1: Okay, yeah. So I guess they just wipe the entire board. So yeah, no, it's uh, they're going to be basically starting from scratch, which is a very, very high hill to go up. They're going to have a lot to to worry about and work on. But it seems to be a good sign. A lot of people seem to be hopeful.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming from like a convention standpoint, it'll be fine. It just seems like it's going to be double the work for these, I guess, volunteer yeah d- people. Yeah. So they have a lot of work to to do. I'm curious what this what their first one will look like. Uh, Luckily, conventions aren't happening, so they have some time to kind of build things up. Maybe about a a
1: year to figure it out. Yeah. Um,
2: But I guess that's good to see. That's probably the best outcome people could have gotten. Pretty much at this point, yeah. Yeah, congrats to fans of Megfest. Yep. Um, The Uncharted movie has been delayed. A whole bunch of movies got delayed, but in terms of video game news, the Uncharted movie has been delayed. It was supposed to come out July of this year. It is now February 11th of...
0: 2022.
2: Hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah. uh, I'll just read these other movie uh, delays because I have them in the article here. The James Bond is never coming out as as it seems. That movie got delayed from April to October. (laughs) Uh Um, I didn't know Edgar Wright had a new movie, but now I'm interested in whatever last night in Soho is, and that got pushed from April to October. Uh, and Ghostbusters Afterlight got pushed from June to November. Okay. So, there you go. Makes Did sense. Did a movie ever come out? Who knows? Who knows, man. And the last was the Resident Evil A stuff. You guys, I'm assuming, both watched the thing. Did you guys want to talk about what yeah. was shown there? I was
1: one of the co-streams, so I got to uh, comment live alongside it officially and give out some avatars. Whoa.
2: Was there a tall lady avatar?
1: There was. Uh, apparently that one's already free. You can just go get that now. Sweet. Free tall Makes ladies. Sense.
0: That, yeah, that's the one everyone wants. So.
1: Speaking of, I'm going to go get that right now. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so they finally gave it an official release date. May 7th. They nice. announced uh, a new multiplayer mode. uh. What was it called? Was it reverse. Revive or something? Yeah, Reverse. That's what it is. So you, it's a it's a multiplayer shooter where you play as the, just the various characters from Resident Evil. So you have like Leon, Claire, Jill, Carlos, et cetera, et cetera, running around. And it seems like when you get killed in the game, you turn into one of the monsters from the game. So specifically, they showed Leon getting shot and turning into Nemesis. Is that canon? No, but that would be kind of badass.
0: It is now, I guess.
1: I know, it uh, It looked it looked cool, and they said it was free, so it's probably going to be doing what they did with uh, Resident Evil Remake 3 and uh, be Resistance mode, so I guess be like that equivalent. Uh, what else did they show off? They showed off actual gameplay, which, you know, was just... It's 7, but more action-y. Like, they showed him picking up machine guns and shotguns and stuff. The inventory system is back to being the attache case from 4, which I'm actually really excited about. Because I love that system. Uh, and that was kind of it. They showed a tiny, tiny trailer for the next CG movie, which is coming out on Netflix some point this year. Uh, oh, right. Was that it? I think that was actually is Isn't day. it
2: a show? Aren't they doing oh, a show?
1: Good. They're doing also doing a show, but also they're doing another CG movie with Leon and Claire. Oh, okay.
2: There's also a demo out or there's going it's it's coming out.
1: The demo is out now for PS5 users. Yeah, for PS5, okay. yeah.
0: Right on. Paul, That's... got that FOMO? Uh, For the thing, yeah. For the
2: demo? Yeah. I would assume so.
1: They did say that an actual, like, more detailed demo will be going out eventually on all platforms, but right now, the demo was just exclusive to uh, PS5.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Sony gave them some money for that exclusive, so right on oh, sure. okay cool
0: uh no, let's one do last news quest- thing that okay. it wasn't pulled for some reason honey pop 2 coming out february 4th
1: i'm amazed they didn't um, aim for valentine's or day 8th?
0: it might be eighth actually my bad hold on
1: i'm legit surprised it did not aim for valentine's day
0: yeah it seems kind of weird doesn't it
1: yeah
0: uh february 8th
2: my bad yeah you would you're i mean like you're close enough you could just put it out a week later Six days or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't.
2: All right, any more surprise news before I play the sound effect for the audio listeners after the fact? (laughs) No, (laughs) go ahead. All right.
0: questions there it is uh, yeah. if
2: you would like to send in a question it's top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's po box and i need to stop you before you read this out because we actually got a mail oh one. shit whoa these are always super exciting holy smokes <laughs> uh hey, I remember the last time one of these happened
1: what are the ways you can send in questions your viewer decoy troy
0: Don, do you want to an answer
2: i could do you guys think you know i'm curious if you guys know having heard yeah. it enough yeah?
0: No. yeah i have no idea
2: because like it, to me it's almost like muscle memory at this point i don't even have to like think about it it just kind of goes through it yeah
0: do you even know what you're saying or does it just happen like do you it just, think it just it just
2: happens i was literally just thinking about that last time like it just kind of once i start i can just get through it and i don't even have to think about what's what needs to be said um
0: do you mention do you the Discord, by the way? I, do. I mean, it's yeah. topdownperspective at gmail.com, the Facebook, Twitter, nope. and uh, you, you, met, you screwed box. up.
2: You screwed up. You, you no, don't, I don't even mention the Facebook. <laughs> you haven't heard it. Enough, oh, you I guess. <laughs> no, you don't. No,
0: I don't listen to you at all. <laughs> 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 that's
2: like that's like a fun little bit of trivia. Like, if there was like a let's do a trivia quest, you know, thing about down perspective, it's like, could, could you say the thing because you hear it every week? Like every week say I the say thing? the same thing. John, do you think you could do it? I don't know. It's been
1: so long. I don't know if I can do this. Uh, yeah, it's been like eight minutes. Top at gmail.com. TDP podcast on Twitter. John's P.O. box. Oh, I missed oh. one. What did I miss?
0: The Discord channel and John's P.O. box.
1: I said my P.O. box. I just didn't say Discord
2: channel. Yeah. Yeah. you did like to what, send out a question... Yeah. It's TomDryman perspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the TDP Discord Podcasts channel, or John. Fuck off, box. you're gonna
1: get upset about me not saying at ah, on Twitter. Fuck off. <laughs> just,
2: I say the exact same thing every time. I'm just wondering if you could do this whole thing. I didn't realize I had to
1: say it fucking that verbatim. Come on now.
2: Every every week. It doesn't change. Um, and that's because I have it written out in front of me right here. No, I don't. I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be kind of weird.
2: Um, that's great. I'm glad someone did that. Thank you. Um, as you people can see, it works. Keep it up. Uh, yeah, I will read this next one from Alexander. Hey gang. So I decided I wanted to try cleaning, clearing more of my games this year and came up, came upon a strange sort of conundrum. Some of the games I own, I'm not sure whether to consider them cleared. Like John says, he usually considers a game cleared when the credits are triggered, but not all games fall into that category. Sure. Like Stardew Valley, there's no moment when the credits are triggered. Would it be cleared if I finish the community center or when I get grandpa's evaluation or some other event? Or Monster Prom, you trigger credits for that really quickly, but it encourages you to do multiple runs because it's super easy to screw up and get rejected. And part of the fun is seeing all the events. Basically, if a game doesn't seem to have a clear ending condition, uh, when would you consider it cleared?
1: So I I need to write a distinct difference with this because they left this part out. Okay. I split them between beat and complete. So that's the thing. Complete is doing everything in the game. Beat is, you know, you've gotten to a point where the game gives you credits. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> there are a okay. little caveats to that. Like, you know, it can't be like a fake ending. Like, oh, you got like the you died in this part ending. That Here's credits. You you lose. Haha, funny. Like, Disgaea does that. Like, right. if you lose to the first major boss fight, it gives you credits. And it technically has an ending. Technically, in Nier uh, Automata, like, if you die to the first yeah. boss, you get an ending. I don't count that either. Like, it, it's within right. reason. Yeah. yeah. They also play a significant portion of the game for it to count.
2: But... uh sure. Yeah, like near. Like you are right. To Not all games like that the category. three main playthroughs to beat that game. In you know,
1: uh, yeah, no, Stardew is an interesting one because it's a game that doesn't end. <clears throat> so at that point, it is pretty much up to you to decide where you want that marker to end. Usually, for a game like that, it's got to be after you've done all significant major story accomplishments, like. I think the uh, the community center is a pretty good marker for that or grandpa's evaluation. Either of those are good
0: markers. Sure.
2: Yeah, I think of like Animal Crossing just as something similar to Stardew. It's like if you get all of the like house upgrades, like you've paid off all the debt. Yeah, I consider you've kind of beaten it. Yeah, uh, Sa- same here. Like with An- Animal
1: Crossing New Horizons at least has like a point where they want you to do a bit of story and then they show you credits during the KK spa, the Slider concert. You could argue that's an ending because of that. After that, the game's like, yeah, just do whatever you want. But I argue, yeah, the house expansions also is the, the marker for that. So, yeah, it, it's just a it's a per game thing. Honestly, there's there's no yeah. definitive answer for this question.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a per game thing. Like I even think of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You can't see the credits unless you just select credits from the main menu if you want to watch the credits. But like that thing has like five different endings depending on, like, what you wanted to focus on. Like, it just keeps going. There was always more you can play through that game for sure. Um, this reminds me of the uh, kind of the the little discourse that happened online back when um, uh, her story came out, which that doesn't have a definitive ending. And I remember the developer basically saying, like, oh, well, you know, it's over when you, like, you know, you f- you feel like fulfilled like that you've you've gotten the story and then someone's response online was well how do I know when I feel fulfilled
0: yeah and it was just kind of like
2: what I come on like take a step back and look at what you just said to me sir yeah Um, (laughs) Yeah. because yeah no that one you just you know it's a game where you just type in keywords and a new video pops up and you watch that video and as you do that more and more you kind of figure out what the story happened and you kind of just keep going I'm sure you could see all the videos but at some point, you kind of like, you'll put enough of it together. Where you're like, I I have seen what happened. I have solved the mystery. I'm good. You have to kind of make that decision for yourself. And yeah, so I, I I'm echoing John.
0: Yeah, I re- just realized I don't play games that don't have credits. Basically, probably for this very reason. No, it's also have- it's also
1: entirely possible just that a game just doesn't end. Mm-hmm. There are some games designed to not end, so.
0: Yeah. Sure. I mean, yep, hell, I just installed okay The Division. Point. <laughs> so, you know. All right, Chef LeGameBoy writes in, As we all know, Nintendo's management is full of stubborn old farts who hate change, fan projects, and pro-consumerism in general. But since they are stubborn old farts, they're certainly close to retirement. Is it possible they're n- Next management shakeup will make Nintendo more open to these sorts of things.
1: Maybe, but it's not guaranteed because never forget that nepotism is a thing. So they might just promote people that kind of have similar or
2: same mindsets. True. I want to say there will be a change, like a shakeup, at some point. Um, oh, extreme! I can't remember. I can't remember which game it was, but I remember hearing kind of the anecdote that and I want to say it was either Breath of the Wild or it was Odyssey or something around there that they had a lot of like fresh new blood working on those games, which kind of caused them to mix things up a bit already. Uh, I think, yeah, Breath of the Wild and Splatoon both had those. Maybe it was Splatoon. That might be what I'm thinking. of. I I really can't remember what game it was, but I remember hearing an anecdote that there was a specific game where it's like, no, we actually had a lot of new young people working on this game. So I want to say those people are in there and they're and they are coming up and it's just going to be a matter of time before they're in like more leader roles and can kind of touch like the big boys, you know, your Mario's and, and and really grab the reins and whatnot. Um I just, I also know, uh, Japan has a culture of people kind of staying at their jobs for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it'll take longer than your, your typical Western, um, developer, but I think, I think it'll, I think it'll happen for sure.
0: Yep. Uh, follow up question. If not, what do you think it would take to get Nintendo to be more open?
1: Uh, losing market share.
0: Yeah. Losing influence or money like enough that they care about it. Yeah, for sure. Probably more influence in the market because they have money to last forever. Money doesn't hurt them that much.
2: Yeah, like because I'm trying to think like when they have had like setbacks, you look at like the GameCube a little bit, but specifically like the Wii U. I feel like they didn't make any drastic changes to get out of that. No, but maybe they weren't in a hole long enough. The only thing I can really think of in terms of some kind of changes, they they tried to play the power game and keep up with everyone into the GameCube. And then they eventually said that is not a a fight we want to be a part of. We're going to do our own thing. And then that's been paying dividends for them that I I can't see them like switching back in any way.
0: Hmm.
2: All right, yeah. John. Why don't you take this next one?
1: Chef the Game Boy writes in and says, uh, nope. "Oops, sorry. That's what oh. we just did." Kevin writes in and says, "I hate dungeons. They're dull, ugly, depressing, and cliche. Why do video games
2: have dungeons? They're classic.
1: because usually bad things happen there."
2: Yeah, I'm assuming based on like the dull, ugly, depressing, he's thinking of like a medieval dungeon. Yeah, because I sure, because I feel yeah. like at this point, a lot of times, like I think of like the Yakuza series and the dungeon is a corporate headquarters that you're running through and fighting people in, which is much different. Um, but but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like, how, how are you guys interpreting this? No, I think you're right. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a medieval dungeon.
0: I mean, I play d and D. I I think of medieval dungeon. A medieval, okay, sure.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just like the default. Then people like that setting. Hmm. I don't know. Like it's definitely like a situation that
1: people just like the setting, and it's easy to work with. You're, they're right. It's cliche, but cliches usually exist because they're they work.
2: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm tra- like, so why is it so easy to work with? You got you got hard walls that people cannot get through. So they have, you know, you got prison yeah. cells right in there. Cause I, when I think of like yeah. the corporate headquarters, it's like, well, I could break a cubicle if I needed to. So maybe this <laughs> isn't really like a threatening place. Sure. Um, uh, that's probably the main case of it is, yeah. Like John mentioned earlier, they are, you know, scary places. You don't want to be in a medieval dungeon. Nothing good comes from a medieval dungeon. No one wants to have the birthday party at a medieval dungeon.
0: Yeah. You're kind of supposed to hate dungeons, so... Yeah. Makes sense that you do. That's
2: why Nazis make great villains in video games and Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh,
1: The other question they send in is, what game has the most yelling? Serious Sam.
0: Yeah, probably Serious Sam. It
1: literally has an enemy that yells at you to show that they're coming when they're not even on screen yet yep what about borderlands borderlands also has a lot of yelling too i'd give them that
2: that's
0: what a good about, amount um, mm-hmm.
2: what about Ostra's wrath
0: <laughs> i knew it was yep. gonna come up
2: yep Lots of yelling there that's, that's not a lot of yep okay Junkie GS writes, if you had to turn a game franchise you hate into one you like, what would you pick and what would you change about it? Go as extreme or wild as you want.
0: As you hate.
1: Madden, make it more arcadey. Let's
2: sure, make it NFL sure. Blitz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'll take a. One I hate. I
0: I'm trying to think of ones I hate.
2: I'm, I think like, I don't think I like hate anything, but I dislike dynasty warriors games. So I'll pick a dynasty warriors series, whatever you want. Uh-huh. What would I change? It? I would change so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it wouldn't be, it's, it definitely wouldn't be a dynasty warriors game again. First off, like I'd give it like, a, like a good story, but I would change everything about the combat. I would take away 99% of the enemies so that each fight is meaningful. Because I would still probably leave you with like 100 enemies. That could fill a game.
0: Sure. Franchise I hate.
2: I don't know. You you don't like Animal Crossing. Go do Animal Crossing. I don't
0: hate Animal Crossing. It's just... (laughs) I didn't say you hate it. but I'm just giving you one to to do. All right. What would I change about it? I would give it yeah. a purpose for playing it. I don't like just being like here do stuff and pay off like your rent essentially. I give so it more than an like the house expansion for something. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: All right, there you go.
0: All right. Linebacks Wild. asks or says you're given a chance to do the 2021 game of the year podcast episode on the international space station. Provided you go through the needed training. Do you consider it worth doing?
1: Yes. Hell yeah.
0: I would absolutely not do that. <laughs> Fuck <Fox>
2: space. <laughs> no. Nope. The opportunity to go to space. Yeah. Why not? I would love that.
0: Yeah. I don't the training would space. be hard
2: though, but another part of me is like, I want to see if I could, if I could withstand the training.
0: I would like to see the, like, G-Force machine and stuff like that. I think that would be neat.
2: Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd totally be down for that. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, Uh, absolutely not. Which horror movie franchise do you feel you have the highest chance of survival in? (sighs) I mean, it's probably Child's Play, right? It's a fucking doll. I mean, yeah, you say that, but the the doll keeps messing up people like it's clearly a threat. Not many, not many people, though. I was
1: going to say man, I saw, saw the trailers because all you had to do is fucking listen.
2: No, I see. I think Saw's the hardest because you are actually trapped in a place, like at least with a lot of the other ones. Theoretically, I could try to run away. Mm, I'm not trapped in like I'm not like chained to a bar in a dirty bathroom in god knows where
0: sure (laughs) the weird thing about saw though is that if you're not like in jigsaw's like sites you're fine like he doesn't care about you right well i mean you you only say that about any of these killers
2: right couldn't you say that about any of these killers
0: yeah would a cheap answer be like it because
2: i'm not a kid so I'm not. No, because in it, too, he goes after the the adult versions of the, the kids, kids, right? But
1: yeah, but they, they were kids yeah. when he was first trying to get them. So. All right. So as long as yeah. you have
2: made it through adolescence without seeing a creepy clown, you're safe. You're good. Yeah, that's true. checks out. OK, oh. maybe child's play is the right
0: answer because you, you just have to outrun the doll. I mean, the reason why he gets them is because they don't expect the doll, which is fair. But if you kind of know that you're in that franchise and it's like, well, I'm going to look out for the doll, I guess. Well, I think I think to make this question
2: fair, you don't know you're in the movie. So yeah, you're basically until yeah. the, the, the the enemy is going to spring at you in one way. And now the question is, can you escape this enemy?
0: Yeah. I still think it's child's play.
2: Yeah. Outrunning the doll sounds easier than outrunning like a grown man with a knife or whatever. Or an invisible guy.
0: So in Child's Play 1, he kills like four people total.
1: Yeah, but like Halloween 1, he kills maybe four people. Like the first movie, they barely kill anyone, and then it just kind
2: of ramps up from there. And then he follows you to the International Space Station, and you get the sixth one out in space.
0: Yeah, Jason X.
2: Man, I won't hear any Jason X trashing
1: in
0: this house. There's no trashing. It's one of the best ones. <laughs> he smashes that girl's head after freezing it. It's great. Also, he beat, <laughs> He beats the one girl that's in the stupid uh the sleeping bag against the other one, and it just looks so stupid.
1: Oh, was that oh, Jason God. X? I thought that was like, <laughs> like number nine.
2: There's nine?
1: Jason X is not the 10th one. That's why it's called X.
0: Oh, I thought it was just extreme. No, because it, it actually was the
2: 10th Friday, the 13th movie.
0: It is pretty extreme, though. Also. Good shit.
1: Okay. Whose turn is it? Is it mine or is it John's? It should be mine. Okay. Um, Where are Hebrew Lantern hands? writes and it says, Does oh. Tom from Toonami count as a VTuber?
0: I don't know what that yes. is. I don't yes. know who this is.
1: So uh, yeah. on Toonami, they had like a little uh, spa- a CG spaceman uh, who would like do reviews for video games and talk about like upcoming
2: cartoons and stuff like that. But it's also like voice in by between shows, like, like in between um, shows, like, yeah, like Sugar from the Zone and and yeah, but it's people? a CG okay.
1: character in, in like oh a yeah. Show. Got it. yeah, like Snit
2: right. from Snit Station yeah. for all the Canadians you know out there. Snit's, oh, Snit's Snit. a great comparison. Nice. For so those who don't know, Snit was a TV that they made have, like, eyeballs on it, and then they filmed someone's mouth and yep. like, a lot of gums, and would put that on the TV when it talked.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God, I forgot how horrific it is. Yeah.
1: Dude, Snit- all those monsters yeah. they used in, like, the early 90s... <laughs> Uh, and snit they're all really weird i'm trying to remember what the name of the the muppet equivalent they had was they were like it sounded yeah. like pogs i think
2: um, was, yeah i don't what, wait what channel was the muppet one on now?
1: grog's i think that was it was no, this no, toonami was... grog's were the different puppet characters on various ytv programs
2: between oh, 92 19. and 94 oh that might be before me grog's what is grog's Yeah, this is, I don't recognize Grogs. That is some 90s ass hair, though. Oh my God. I do remember this uh, PJ Phil.
1: Yeah, PJ Phil. Warren Chester Grog.
2: And your time. Okay, so is it it a VTuber? Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd say
1: Tom from Toonami Counts.
2: OK, you he doesn't have to be like an online thing to be a VTuber. I would argue he gets more broadcast time than any actual VTuber does. Sure, because I remember Makes they called them on the zone. They called them VJs. Yeah, but so instead mm-hmm. of DJ for disc jockey, it was video jockey. But yeah. maybe that's just what t- turned into VTuber. They used to be called VJs back in my day.
0: Hmm. Well, PJs. Program jockeys.
2: Oh, okay. That's what the P one was for. I heard VJs, so I don't know. I guess if you evolve, you evolve into the VTuber. That's that's the 21st century one. Yep. Alright, Sukusuku writes, Well, I just learned that different versions of Metroid Prime have a bunch of changes made to it. Would a collector care about collecting every version of a game's release? Or is it all, for the most part, not different enough?
1: All right, so I can... This is in response to me. I started playing through Metroid Prime for for game clearing this week. Right. Yep. And uh, I have what's the version, a 1.0 version, which is the original release, which is the speedrunners version because it has a bunch of glitches. Uh, Later versions of the game fixed a couple sections and, like, patched out a lot of glitches. So I think this is mainly what they're referring to. There's like three or four different versions of this game released, each with different glitches and glitch and sets. I'm going to say as a collector, holy shit, no. (laughs) You do not want to know how many versions of your favorite games out there exist. Because sometimes the tell is literally like halfway through the game that it's a different version. Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is the perfect example of this. There's like six versions of that at least.
2: Don't I guess it depends. Test. Like what, like what kind of a collector you are. Like, are you a collector of specifically Z- Ocarina of Time versions? Then yeah, you. Won't yeah,
1: know. if 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 you're that like specifically looking into it, then yeah, sure, maybe. But again, some of them you can't tell unless you play the game X amount of time. And yeah, linebacking yeah, It would Chabres also be, would be hard, hard. You really in, only like, care um, about versions if you're a speedrunner.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, and I was just about to say, like, it's it's also a lot harder for like current games because um, they get patched so frequently yeah. that if you need every version, you need like a physical one or you need like <laughs> one saved on a hard drive that's not connected to the Internet. So you can say, yeah, I do have version one point oh three here. I haven't let it update. And I'm like what? That's weird. Some people do that. I guess. Yeah, that's.
0: Sometimes you need the <laughs> copy of Resident Evil with the uncut beginning in color, and that's only available in the Japanese PC release, though. For Windows. The sad Rather thing is, I can't tell if you looked copy. that up or you just knew that. I know that. I ha- I know a lot about that first game.
2: <laughs> Sometimes you need the of version of Spirit Tracks uh, that came out in Europe because it makes Link look happy in it as opposed to angry like the North American box art.
0: Is that true? <laughs> oh,
2: that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's got Kirby it syndrome. Did, Kirby syndrome. Yeah, they, they, they did that it that with Kirby way. as well. Kirby's always angry in North America, uh, but he's
1: nice Oh, and weird. He's finally oh. allowed to be happy now in North America.
0: Oh, that's good. He got his visa.
2: Yeah. Phantom Hourglass also had that as well. I think like Zelda's friendlier or something. I can't quite remember
0: vgc kenny writes what are your thoughts on fan fiction and is this a second question okay there's a few questions here okay what are your thoughts on fan fiction
1: i don't get it's fine Let people do it
0: yeah i agree would you ever consider publishing some of your own i say publishing because i feel at some point we all make up stories about the things we like
2: that
1: would require me actually putting the effort of writing it down
0: yep i'm with you (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm
2: trying to think of, like, when is the last time I wrote fan fiction? I was, like, eight, maybe. So, no, I don't really write fan fiction.
0: Yep, sure.
2: Nothing to publish. Uh,
0: If I did, I would. Why not? Yeah. The internet is great for that. Uh, Also, would you consider Mario Maker levels or level edit hacks of games to be a type of fan fiction? That's an interesting question.
1: In a way... You could say it's that way. I mean, that's what mod means. It's just a modification of the game. Yeah. So for like but game hacks putting... would just
2: be mods, essentially. Mm-hmm. With But the word fiction, though, doesn't there need to be some sort of narrative? Yes.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so Mario
1: Maker st- levels, I would argue not really. Maybe sure.
2: not unless you were telling a story with them. But then you're- I can also just argue like, well, the story from that level is the fan fiction is the level itself. But
1: you're also using the tools the game gave you to make that. So I don't know. Like I, I would argue like with dreams or little big planet, it would be, you could, it would still be tough sure. to say that, but you would be more open to doing it in those games than in Mario maker.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, if we, if we extrapolate mm-hmm. this, if I design a sidewalk, is that fan fiction? <laughs>
0: I don't get how this relates.
1: Okay, that might be going too (laughs) far.
2: I'm going to say no. (laughs) A Mario Maker level. That's just called engineering. It's a custom stage, so I'm just kind of playing with that. I made a custom sidewalk for my yard.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not thinking thinking Mario Maker.
1: But does a sidewalk already have pre-existing lore?
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Fan fiction requires pre-existing lore.
0: Sure, okay.
2: Otherwise, because of the fan part, right? So tell yeah. me tell me the lore yeah. of your sidewalk. Well, maybe I destroyed my sidewalk to make a better one. The, like, no, I that's just called vandalism, dude. Well, no, <laughs> I move into a house. I bought this sidewalk, like or a walkway, let's say that. I bought the walkway with my house. Uh-huh, I yep. didn't like it, so I, you know, took a sledgehammer and I built a new sidewalk. Well, the, the new fan fix
1: is the fact that you're going to get sued by the council, because usually the city owns the sidewalk and not you. But
2: <laughs> Okay, uh, the walkway. The walkway leading to the side to the sidewalk that I own that you own. So what if I did it to that? Right.
1: Again, I I don't you're not really rewriting the fiction of it. You're just giving it a new coat of paint. Essentially.
2: OK, well, then, so we're saying no, Mario Maker levels are not fan fiction.
0: Yeah, I'm not thinking Mario Maker. I'm thinking more ROM hacks. And like stuff like that, that is definitely a sort of fan fiction. Some of those, I
1: I think fan fiction requires actual storytelling. If your if your Mario Maker level tells a story, then I will count it. But if it doesn't, if it's just a playable stage, then no. That's that's the line I'm gonna ca- cross. It needs to have predetermined lore, some kind of narrative. It needs to have pre-existing lore, and it needs to have additional lore with the creation you've made.
0: Okay, sure.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think I agree cuz I think if you swap out the lore for mechanics, which is what they're doing here by saying by asking it to be like a like a level, then I think mm-hmm. we call those mm-hmm. different, we call those mods, we call those yeah, you know, custom stages. Sure. I think we just wouldn't title it fan fiction despite us doing kind of this like the the same transition is happening, but we just have different names for them, I think.
0: Sure. All right,
1: uh, Rasterman says, has there ever been a show or book with a particular scene that you distinctly remember, for better or worse, despite not going back to it in
2: years? All the fucking time. Yeah, I I would be surprised if you didn't. Like, I think most things you're going to remember something from it, right?
1: Yeah, like Indiana Jones. I always remember the, the gun scene. And you can say the gun yeah. scene, and people nine times out of ten know exactly what you're referring to. Yep. But I haven't watched an Indiana Jones movie in probably a decade.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you can't remember a single thing from it, you know, it's it was probably not a very good thing. It probably wasn't that bad either. It was just a completely forgettable experience that yeah. didn't stick with you. But like, I think about some of my favorite shows or movies, and I, like I have a favorite moment from each one of them. Mm-hmm. So yada yada. Dead in Sky writes: Have you ever had a general purpose third-party controller that you actually prefer over the first-party alternative? This could include fight stick setup or a turbo controller.
1: I feel like this is more common now because, like, Eight Bit Do makes controllers for retro systems and stuff like that, which some people oh, tend sure. to like more. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, growing up, no, not really.
2: I'm going to say no. no, for no. Me. I'm also going to say I'm a little ignorant towards like where third parties are at because I grew up with every third party being bad. Um, So Mm. I just have a general distrust in them. The eight bit dough one is probably the one I would look to first. But even though I doubt I would prefer it over my first party alternative.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
2: (laughs) The only one I could see is if you prefer a fight stick, because I know those things are actual quality. Mm hmm. All right, that's okay. going to do it for questions this week. If you would like to send in questions next week, stop down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel or John's PO box. See, now I'm almost doing it just to see how fast I can do it, but I know it's going to get harder to hear. So I have to stop that impulse. What's your game of the week?
0: River City Girls.
1: I already forgot what I played. Uh, <laughs> Grindstone.
2: Grindstone. Nice. Uh, mine is Hitman 3. Uh, and with that, the February TDP plus poll is live. So if you're a patron, go vote on what you would like us to play through and discuss at the end of next month. And next week is the end of this month. So we will be doing our call of the sea episode. Um, I think so. Get excited for that. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Confidence. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>